Welcome to Down to Business with V, a show dedicated to bringing you actionable information to help protect you, your families, your businesses, and the community. I'm your host, V, and today we're discussing romance scams. What they are, how to identify them, and what to do if you're a victim. Let's get down to business. From Atlanta, Georgia, to becoming a United States Marine, to Washington, D.C., and every place in between. Everybody calls me V. My goal is to bring you resources, education, and knowledge from sources you can trust that informs and protects to safeguard our families, our businesses, and the community. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Down to Business with V. I am your host, V, and today we're discussing romance scams, what they are, how to identify them, and what to do if you're a victim. We have in the studio again with us today, Detective Amanda Davis from the Pensacola Police Department, also former Marine. Detective Davis, welcome Thank to the you. show. It's good to have you here. Yes, always. I'm very excited about this topic today. Uh, romance scams. Can we talk a little bit about what they are and how our audience can 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 kind of relate to what these scenarios might be? Romance scams is when a cyber criminal will create a fake profile, fake information, um, pose as a fake fake person, um, and they try to sweet talk their way into a person's wallet, essentially. Uh, so they gain the trust of the person, and then um, in return, they'll ask for them to wire money or load gift cards or just ask for their bank account information. And the victim, they, you know, they their emotions are involved and um, they end up giving that information out and a lot of the times losing a lot of money. Very interesting. Um, I know that this kind of scam can target anyone across the generational spectrum. But what do you find um, from the law enforcement end that is the, the general demographic that this, this type of scam happens to? Uh, typically what we do see is that it's the 50 plus crowd um, that unfortunately become the victims of it. Um, a lot of them just don't, aren't aware of what the red flags are. They don't know what to do or, um, you know, they just truly want to find that companion in life, and then someone unfortunately takes advantage of them. That is so heartbreaking to hear. And I think because a lot of people within that demographic might even be divorcees or um, you know, widows or widowers and looking to move on to another relationship and then have something like this happens, just kind of very unfortunate and heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about some of the common occupations you said that there were common occupations we might find in a typical romance scam. Yes, yeah, so scammers like to take on uh, certain identities that um, are appealing, I guess. Uh, so a lot of them will pose as a deployed military uh, service member. Um, they'll also pose uh, wealthy jobs sometimes, just like doctor or something very eye-catching. Um, 
or a model. You know, they'll they'll post all these great pictures of somebody who is a model but just is not them uh, to gain the attention of of the victim. You mentioned earlier um, the reverse image search. Let's talk about how uh, the citizens can use that to to kind of be proactive. Yeah, so we always recommend do your own snooping. Uh, you know, we are there at the, if, if you are unfortunately a victim, but do your snooping, do your creeping, um, and it'll usually yield a lot of results that uh, can be astonishing. But what you can do, if you do just get that gut feeling that mm, this is too good to be true, uh, this, you know, he's living in paradise, he has everything is just too perfect, uh, you can click on the image, you, you typically right click on the image, you copy it, and then you just paste it into Google Images. And it, if it is a, a photo that is uh, from a fake profile that they use a lot, it will show you all the fake profiles. And typically along with it, Google will also show you and alert you, hey, scan, this guy's a fake, and you will um, can see like reviews, I guess, of people saying, hey, don't contact like this person with this image because they are a uh, common term catfish. So they're not, they're not who they say they are. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk about some of the flags for communication. You outlined that there are things that um, people who are on these sites can look out for when they're communicating with someone they um, might, that might be posing as a love interest that they don't know and have never met face to face. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the flags. So um, they typically will not be local. So the where they live in relation to you is gonna be essentially like on the opposite side of the world. So they live very, very far away. Um, and then if you are, when you do ask to meet and they give several excuses, that can be another red flag. Um, and it's, it's a good thing to do it from the start to try to move them to something uh, visual, um, like a, a video chat. And typically if they're fake, they're not going to want to, they're not able to go on a video chat because they're not that person behind the picture. It's a different person. Um, so whether you ask for several pictures or you can kind of personalize like, Hey, can you, you know, um, show me, can you take a picture with a cat, your cat, you know, if they mention they have a cat or something like that. And then if you ask for a very specific type of photo and they can't give that in return, it, can be a red flag that they are not who is in that um, picture that they're saying. And then if you, if you if they're trying to take things very fast, so if they're saying, can you buy me, can you send me money to buy a plane ticket for me to come see you? Um, and it's in a very short amount of time, more than likely that money is not for the plane ticket, it's for them to, to keep and to um, successfully accomplish that scam. Very interesting. Can you give us some um, real-life scenarios or maybe even a case study? You don't have to go into specifics of active cases, but um, some things that uh, might have happened where that would bring more life to what our audience might be seeing either in their own lives or in the lives of someone they may know. Yeah, so a typical um, scenario, how, it, how we see it typically out on our end, um, the, it's a friend request, uh, with, you know, several, um, compliments 
to make the person feel good and good about themselves. Uh, and but the conversation moves extremely fast. So first it's a few compliments, then they want to establish, you know, we are dating, we're in a relationship. I can't wait to see you. I miss you. And and uh, statements like that. Um, and then, you know, we're talking with like in a, a week, two week time span, they keep progressing the milestones of relationship. Um, and then they get to the topic of money very quickly. Um, it's, and they're very, usually very straightforward about it. Um, and sometimes, you know, they will make the person, well, if you care about me, you'll do this. Um, I'm, or they'll try to play into those emotions and make the victim feel guilty. Um, if you don't do this, then you really don't care about me. You must not really like me. And when they tap into the victim's emotions like that, um, you know, the victim feels extremely bad and they, you know, they want to care for that person and out of the good of the heart, they then will do the transactions and wire the funds. Um, and once those funds are, are wired, I mean, they're, they're gone. Um, what we see, you know, a lot of it goes to third world countries and it's impossible to actually track down and, um, very hard to get the money back or to, to stop the transactions from going through. Yeah. And that goes for not only the wires, but, um, money apps, cash apps, um, Zelle, um, yeah. And gift cards, gift um, cards. you know, if sometimes they'll say, Hey, go to Walmart, go get me Xbox gift cards, put a grand on each. Okay. You got that. What is the, um, serial number, the barcode on it, on the, on the gift card. And then they retract the money from the gift card and, and your money is just gone yeah. at that point. Very unfortunate. I know we talked a little bit in our pre-interview about um, what someone who's on one of these platforms can do to kind of mitigate becoming a victim of blackmail or something like that in uh, being very careful about what they send. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you never, um, I want to say never, but you want to hold certain pictures sacred to you. You don't want to send compromising photos, um, especially to somebody that you're, you're not exactly sure who they are. Um, you don't want to send that compromising photo because in return, if you, if they are a scammer and you don't send that money and, and do the financial part of it, um, they will then quickly kind of flip a light switch and then they're not your friend anymore. They're not your boyfriend anymore. Uh, they then become an enemy and they'll use all those images um, against you and try to blackmail you until you do the the financial side. Um, and it kind of just at that point turns into a, a, a nightmare um, until that uh, victim reaches out to law enforcement um, to be able to handle it. Let's talk a little bit about... Um how someone can um, report if they're a victim. What happens uh, on that law enforcement side? What's the information that you'll be looking to get from them? So um, with romance uh, scams, since it's pretty much all leads to a financial uh, matter, the 
what we're going to need is the information on whatever, wherever those finances came from. So where, if it's a bank account, we need the bank information. We need your card information. I um, mean, this is to typically we like the victim to come in um, because you know we don't want that to be perceived to the public that police call and ask you for your card mm -hmm. information because it kind of you know goes along with if someone poses at us. So we usually request the victim to come in with all their card information, um, their account information, and anything that was compromised or potentially compromised. Um, through there, we the investigator can get in direct contact with um, the bank and typically either, if they did successfully do the transaction, start tracing it to an actual location um, through subpoenas with the bank or um, if they're lucky enough, just freeze or stop their transaction from happening. Great information. Well, when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about romance scams and what you can do to prevent being a victim. And if you have already been a victim, um, give you more actionable items that you can follow to um, try and get yourself out of, out of a situation like this. We'll be right back. Every organization is responsible for ensuring cybersecurity. The ability to protect its information systems from impairment or even theft is essential to success. Implementing effective security measures will not only offer liability protection, it will also increase efficiency and productivity. With our cybersecurity workshop, your participants will understand the different types of malware and security breaches. Develop effective prevention methods which will increase overall security. They'll also understand the basic concepts associated with cybersecurity and what a company needs to stay secure. Find out more about training for you and your organization at vickergroup.com. Welcome back to the show. I am V, and this is Down to Business with V. And we've been discussing on today's show romance scams, what they are, how to identify them, and of course, what to do if you're a victim. We have in the studio with us uh, Detective Amanda Davis from the Pensacola Police Department, and she's been sharing some very vital information with us about how to protect ourselves in these scenarios. So, um, Detective Davis, we went over a lot in that first segment of the show, and I'd like to recap just a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about what romance scams are and how they uh, are, take place on different platforms, social media platforms, and um, dating platforms as well. We talked a little bit about the fact that they target that over 50 crowd in some cases, and then in other cases, you know, uh, as we'll discuss in a little bit, um, the catfishing comes into play and right. it could target any demographic. Um, we discussed it, some of the um, ideal employment uh, that is involved in these scams and you said that they were um, military doctors. Doctors, models. Yeah, so um, some of those things you definitely want to look out. And then the flags for communication, you said look for like quick responses as if they've been scripted um, and can be used with multiple parties, is that right? Right, and uh, common grammar um, errors or 
um, you know, misspelled words or just not complete sentences at all. Okay. And uh, we also discussed how to verify their identity. Um, and you said try and get them into a video chat um, or p post a picture with something, uh, an item, their cat or, you know, a household item mm -hmm. um, to prove that, you know, they are who they say they are and it's real time. And you also talked about checking in during the break. You were saying they can check in. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, if, they're, if they're saying they're from Pensacola, um, even if you try to talk to them about something local, mm -hmm. you know, if, they're, if they don't understand, uh, you know, what the Wahoos are, but they're saying they're from Pensacola, well, everyone knows that the Wahoos is your, our baseball team here. Mm -hmm. um, so if they're not really picking up on just local uh, known things, then that also can be a red flag. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit in this segment about catfishing. I'd like for you to kind of break down what catfishing is and uh, what, what the telltale signs of that is. So catfishing is um, acting, it's, it's, it's a fake profile and it's not you in the picture. Um, so if I, you know, I, I take your pictures, I copy them and I just create a whole new duplicate uh, account under you and I pose as V and I, you know, I'm displaying to everyone and I'm, be, I'm trying to be you. Um, or I'm just using your image to um, portray your image instead of mine. Um, that's what catfishing is. And but a lot of times with catfishes, uh, they are looking. They go the emotional route. Um, they're not. Some of them, you know, they're not seeking um, that financial part. Some of them just aren't uh, comfortable with their own skin, and then they take over another person's account, and um, they they try to act like them. But then there's also uh, ones who take over their account to do harm to that person, um, ruin the reputation or, you know, cause emotional distress to their daily lives. If, you know, if you get in an argument sometimes with somebody and they really take it to heart, um, sometimes those people, they will then, you know, copy your, your profile and, um, start acting as you and then you know whether it's going to your family and you know saying uh, ugly nasty things to them and just really they really play into the emotional distress and uh, with that though I mean that goes into cyber har harassment and a lot of times it can even go into like cyber stalking um, catfish can lead to um, and with all that we always like to say that there is a result. Um, there, there is a solution to that. Um, if that is your situation, um, they can definitely go to law enforcement and those, you know, uh, cyber harassment, cyber stalking are crimes and those are prosecutable. And I love to find the person behind it and hold them responsible for those. That's awesome and good to know and, uh, you know, empowering for, for the audience. In a different show, we kind of talked about the trend of non-reporting. Right. And, and why that occurs. And we found that generally people are embarrassed, they're ashamed, um, there's a level of guilt involved, like how could they have not known? Um, and then in some cases, they don't know who to report it to. Like, who do you tell? Yeah. Um, and, and you're saying that your local police would be a good place to start. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, it's common for the victims to, to be embarrassed, feel ashamed. Um, but also, um, it is a big deal to us. And, you know, you do have to open up about your personal life and the decisions that you made. Um, however, when you do open up to your local law enforcement and you do take that step to report the crime, a lot of the times, especially when it comes to cyber harassment, cyber stalking, uh, we are able to track that person down, figure out who it is. Um, and the end result typically is that, you know, you get that you're, that portion of your life back. You know, you don't have that cloud over you consistently of the person bothering you, um, bothering you, your family, your loved ones. Uh, we handle that situation and, and bring some peace to your life. Good to know. Um, one of the other questions that we wanted to address is um, if the perpetrator's on a social media site mm -hmm. and they victimize a citizen, um, either get money from them through blackmail or extortion or just through one of these scams by luring them in, telling them, you know, what they want to hear and then getting money from them. What happens if after they've gotten the funds, they take down their profile? Are they able to be tracked? They can. Uh, technology is a great thing um, and there, it provides us a lot of assistance and just because they're not actively on there, there are ways that we can still figure out who uh, is behind the profile. And that goes for a social media site as well as for a dating platform as well? Yes, I mean, if it's, if typically if it's connected to the internet in some form or fashion, then we uh, can typically get some sort of information from it. Wonderful, good to know. All right. And as we're wrapping up today, um, we've, we've really covered a lot here. Um, what, what would you say personally to our citizens as a law enforcement officer, um, a detective that handles these cases, what would you say to them um, in a scenario like this? If there's somebody at home, they're watching, and they're thinking, I've been a victim, what would you say to them uh, in a situation like this? Yeah, if there is somebody sitting there saying that they are a victim or they feel that they might be a victim, um, we're here for you. Uh, you know, that's our job. And uh, I don't, we want to bring you peace. Because if you really do fall victim to this, it's a, it can be a very stressful, overwhelming, embarrassing uh, time in your life. And you kind of feel like you have lost control. Um, but we can bring control back into your life and we can stop um, the, the harassment that can take place. We, we stop that. So I'd say uh, no situation is too small to report. We listen to everything. We investigate everything. Um, so if, it is, if it's a concern to you, it's a concern to us at the Pensacola Police Department. Um, and there's no case that does not get investigated when it comes to our department. Yeah, and um, there are some people that are outside of the Pensacola area that will be watching this. Would you say that they should also report to their local law enforcement as well? Absolutely. Um, the local law enforcement, the, the sites that it's at, um, the, you know, whatever platform it is, contact that site too because 
every social uh, media platform um, or online dating site, any of those sites, they all have a security aspect to it too. Um, so if it's something that you didn't want to maybe criminally pursue, but you just wanted the person to stop so others aren't, uh, you can also get in contact with the security of it. So like report the page to um, whatever platform it is, and then you know they'll hopefully take their steps and procedures to um, investigate that particular profile. And then they can also take steps to flag it to know that, hey, you know, to keep track of it, to see the activity that's going on with the, with the profile. And do you partner with other agencies as you're investigating this, whether it's other cities, municipalities, or the, at the federal level as well? So with, um, we do, but a lot of it is uh, when it comes to children. Um, so we, that's the um, ICAC, the Internet Crimes Against uh, Children Task Force. Um, from that's federal. It, it has you know from FBI, HSI, all local law enforcement agencies, you know, city and county, all that together. Um, that tracks profiles it, definitely with our um, the sexual predators that are out there. As soon as we see an active account of known users, then that's something that we very quickly and proactively take action on. Detective Davis, this has been extraordinarily educational and informative. Thank you so much for coming into the studio today. We appreciate you and the Pensacola Police for all you do, um, sincerely. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. I'd like to thank our guest today, Detective Amanda Davis with the Pensacola Police Department and the entire team there for everything they do on a daily basis. Detective Davis, we sincerely thank you for the information and the content that you provided today. I'd also like to give a special shout out and thank you to our team here at the show. Doug, Suzanne, Hannah, Stephen, Emmanuel, thank you so much for what you do to make this show happen. And I'd also like to thank you, our audience, for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week when we discuss more actionable items to help protect you, your families, your businesses, and the community. I'm V. This is Down to Business. See you next time.